0: Hello and welcome to Darwin's Medicine, a podcast for the pharma, medtech and other sectors of the life sciences industry. In this series, Professor Brian D. Smith uses Darwinian evolution to explain how the complex adaptive system that is our industry is changing and how your business can adapt to those changes.
1: Sometimes people see evolution back to front. For example, if we think that a gazelle runs quickly to avoid a lion, we forget that lions evolved to run quickly so they could catch gazelles. It's a little like saying that my head grew to fit my hat. It's an easy confusion and the stuff of endless jokes, just like the one about my trousers shrinking over the Christmas holidays. But this week I've been reading about what seems to be a back to way of looking at the evolution of the life sciences market. Bear with me more whilst I explain. How I think it will help you to understand your own business a little better. So right now I'm helping a pharmaceutical company develop a strategy whose value proposition involves a combination of pharmaceutical and information technology. For reasons of confidentiality, I won't elaborate on that. But all through the process, we have been having trouble developing a rich picture of how the offer will align to the market's needs. We get as far as technical features and the conversation gets bogged down. Perhaps you've experienced something similar. Then, in one of those little moments that changed the direction of a project, one of my clients, an exceptionally bright, original thinker said, our technology will disrupt the market. And then this reminded me of something i have been taught decades ago that I've confirmed many times since in my research. When someone talks about changing the market, they're usually going to fail. But when they talk about working where the market is going and getting in front of that change, then they're usually right. So let me give an example. Another project. I'm helping the firm bypass healthcare systems and healthcare professionals and go straight to the patient. It involves technology, obviously, but they're succeeding not because of the technology, but because they understand the market. In this case, there's a market segment in which the clinical need is small, the difficulty in accessing professional help is large, and the patient is educated, cash-rich, time poor. And most of all, Values control of their own life, self-efficacy, as the jargon calls it. It's that segment that is so amenable to my client's technology. And since we're starting with the market segment and working backwards towards the technology, we're making good progress in developing the value proposition around the core of their technology. It's the opposite situation of our our technology will disrupt the market client. We're understanding what the market means for the technology, not the other way around. So let me try to generalize the lesson that is here to be learned. It's natural, as a group of science-loving people in a company that makes science-based products like drugs and devices, to begin with a new toy that we've got and work out how to fit the market around it. But the market is big, relative to our resources, and it has many powerful forces acting on it the chances of you being able to move the market significantly are relatively small. As a general rule, it's better to understand how the market is changing or has latent change within it than than to try and capitalize on that. In other words, your ability to build your technology into something the market already wants is much greater than your ability to shape the market around the technology you already have. Working from the market backwards gives you a much bigger chance of success. Now, some of you will be more experienced and will be saying to yourselves, this isn't a new idea. I have on my bookshelves here behind me, marketing theory books from the 1950s, and they describe exactly this advantage of market orientation versus product orientation, to use the language at that time. So why is it that I'm still having to introduce it to today's marketers? Well, two reasons, I think. First, a lot of marketing training, especially today, is focused on digital and especially on digital marketing communications. That tends to frame the marketing problem in a technology led way. Second, we're in a period of history where our technologies, both in the pharmaceutical and information kinds of technologies, are really advanced, exciting, and well, they're just damn sexy. And in those circumstances, it's hard not to think of technology first. So. This is especially true if you're like me, you have a science background and you have a bit of a techie bent. I often have to stop myself drooling over the sheer scientific brilliance of some of the new technology I see. But I've lived through and worked through several hype cycles: today's app frenzy, the dot-com bubble, the relationship marketing paradigm shift, right back to the direct mail revolution, where right? I'm not old. And the old lesson holds true. It's not that new technologies are wrong, It's just that there's a reason that we call our discipline marketing and we don't call it producting or technologizing. Always and forever, it's about the customer. It's not about the technology, stupid. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Darwin's Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like this episode, subscribe and share it on Twitter or LinkedIn. We know your time is precious, so we've kept this podcast short. However, if you'd like to know more, there are hundreds of free resources on www.pragmatic.com. Or if you'd like to discuss the evolution of your own company or anything you've heard today, you can contact us through the email address in the show notes.